Hey there, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Bible and Life podcast. It is 2024, so Happy New Year. This is the first episode of this brand new year. And to begin this year, here's what I thought I would do. Uh, the Bible in Life podcast began five and a half years ago, which is really pretty crazy to me to think about that. It sort of just began as a dream. Could I provide some online Bible teaching resources that would help people learn and live the Bible, right? That was really my goal in starting it. And uh, over the course of the five and a half years, we've had a lot of new people start tuning in and listening to it. Uh, I've started the listener's commentary, which if you're not familiar with that, you can look that up on your podcast player as well. That's where I teach straight through books of the Bible and just kind of guide you through them and provide some real clear down-to-earth teaching through whole books of the Bible, like a true commentary uh, that you would pick up and read that would guide you through the book, but try to do it in real clear down-to-earth language. So the listener's commentary. So over the last five and a half years, there's been a handful of things I've done, some online courses as well as I do some still preaching and teaching both locally here in town as well as other parts around the country. But what I thought I would do to start this year, since it's been five and a half years since we began this ministry, is I thought I would kind of go back to the beginning a little bit and share a little bit of my story uh, and maybe to help you get to know who I am. Uh, obviously, we don't know each other super well necessarily. We we uh talk to each other online like this, and some of you email me, and I've gotten to know a little bit of your stories, uh, but we, we don't spend like regular time together, and we haven't got to share a whole lot of history. So I thought it might be kind of helpful and beneficial to share a little bit of my story in order to help you understand the why behind what I'm doing. Why in the world is there a Bible and Life podcast? Why is there the listener's commentary? Where did that come from? And why am I doing that? Just to help you get to know me a little bit, as well as to get to know the heart and the aim and the purpose and the goal behind this online ministry. So uh, I became a, well, let me actually start back before that. My earliest childhood memory happens to be the night that my dad walked out on my mom and left my mom to raise three kids by herself, all three of us. My sister was five. I was three. My brother was about six months old when dad walked out and left the family. And that's my earliest childhood memory. Now, my grandparents lived close at hand, and so thankfully they were a huge part of my growing up years, which was really great. Um, and my mom had been attending a church there in town where I grew up, um, and it was, uh, by all accounts, a a very liberal United Methodist Church. The United Methodist denomination, you can find the whole gamut, the whole spectrum of people in the United Methodist Church. Well, this was a really liberal United Methodist Church, so much so that I went there from birth till 12 years old, and I can say that I have zero recollection of ever hearing the gospel. I never heard that Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world, never once in 12 years. And that was not part of the teaching. So the basic message of the church was if you're good, you're going to heaven. If you're bad, you're going to hell. Um, most people are good, so most people are going to heaven. That was at least the early teaching as I understood it from birth to 12 years old. Now, the reason I bring that up is because when I was six years old at that church, um, the, the, the pastor used to, as part of the service, have all the kids come up on stage and he would do a little children's sermon in the middle of the service before he would do his main sermon. 
And um, I was a little bit of a shy, bashful kid. And this was a fairly large church. And so there would probably be a hundred kids or so that would go gather up on stage. And he called for the kids and I hemmed and hawed and drug my feet this one particular Sunday and finally decided to go up on stage. And so I went up to stage. Well, by the time I got there, all the other kids were there and there was no place left for me to sit. Um, and so the pastor reached out his arms and said, here, sit on my lap. And so on that particular Sunday, I sat on his lap and listened to the children's sermon. I was six years old. I remember distinctly driving home from church that day, and I'm guessing it was prompted by the kindness of this pastor saving this poor bashful kid from an, a really awkward moment. Um, I, I remember telling my mom in the car on the way home from church that day, I'm going to be a preacher when I grow up. That was that. Never thought about it again. Never said it again. We continued to attend that church for the, the next six years. Uh, I don't remember a whole lot about that church. I remember going to Sunday school. I remember a few of my Sunday school teachers' names. And again, I never really recall hearing uh, what I would consider central piece of the gospel teaching the whole time I went there. When I was 12, uh, we changed churches. Some long-term family friends of my mom invited us to visit their church, and we did. And we attended there through my whole junior high years. So until I, until I was in ninth grade, we attended this one particular church. And it was the first time in my life that I would say I experienced passionate worship of God. It was the first time in my life that I heard the gospel of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection for our sins. It was uh, there during those junior high years that I actually began to explore what it looked like to follow Jesus. And I took it very seriously. I wanted to, I wanted to learn the way of Jesus. Well, uh, after three years of attending that church, my sister actually started dating the preacher's son from another church in town. And so we began to attend that church. And it was at that church um, that I was baptized. And it was at that church I decided I wanted to go into ministry. So now, here I am, a sophomore in high school. I am about 15 years old. So it's been nine years since I told my mom in the car after that moment at, with the children's sermon, that I'm going to be a preacher someday. Well, during my sophomore year, I decided, I think I want to go into ministry. And so I preached my first few sermons at this church while I was in high school. In fact, my very first sermon was preached on uh, Easter Sunday at the sunrise service, story for another day. Uh, but during this time period, uh, when I was baptized there in that church, the preacher's wife had these very simple and somewhat cheesy worksheets that were designed to get people into reading their Bible. And so it would guide you through a chapter uh, with some questions, with some fill in the blanks, even at times with some dot to dot, like I said, cheesy. Uh, but what it got me doing right from the start of saying, I really seriously want to follow Jesus is it got me reading my Bible. And uh, she had enough worksheets that it, it took me almost six months to finish all her worksheets. And I just kept the habit alive. And so I would say during my sophomore, junior and senior year of high school, I probably read through the New Testament at least 10 times, the whole Bible once or twice. And it was during that time that my love for scripture grew. But it was slow growth. I still have my first Bible I was given as a gift after 
Uh, I was baptized, and it was the one I started using for these worksheets. And there's things highlighted in it. There's uh, there's notes written in the margin. There's question marks written in the margin. There's places written in the margin that says, ask the preacher, because I had no clue what was uh, being said. And I'm trying to figure this out. I actually had my mom drive me to the Christian bookstore in town, and I bought a workbook that I thought was going to help guide me through the Gospel of John, and it proved to be really boring and difficult to use, and it wasn't that helpful to me. And so I was just stumbling my way along trying to figure out this book and read it. And so I would read it and then I would pray about what I read and try to put it into practice all through high school. Well, I graduated from high school, went to Bible college, and that really began uh, my official role of teaching and my, so my freshman year of high school. So I'm 18. I actually began to lead a small youth group of um, high school students, most of whom were freshmen. So they were like four years younger than me, which helped at least give me a little bit of credibility and street cred with them. And I began to teach the Bible to these, uh, these freshmen and sophomores in high school. And I led that youth ministry, led that youth group for five years, uh, the whole time that I was in Bible college. And then graduated from Bible college, went to graduate school, got a master's degree in theology. While I was there, I did some uh, teaching in uh, the young marrieds and young adults class I was in at church. I did some traveling and preaching to small little churches all around um, the Indiana and Ohio and Kentucky area. And it was during those years of grad school that I got a phone call from one of my former professors who was now the academic dean at my alma mater, uh, asking if I would be willing to come back. And after I got my graduate degree, come back immediately and begin teaching at my alma mater, my the Bible college I got my undergrad degree from. And and so uh, my wife and I did that. We moved back to Boise and began teaching here at the Bible college I graduated from. And I taught there full time for 19 years while teaching there. I also helped plant a church in a bedroom community of Boise and uh, was one of the preachers at that church for uh, 11 years, 12 years, something like that, as well as overseeing the small group ministries and the adult ed program. Uh, I transitioned out of that, eventually stepped down from my full-time teaching position at the Bible College and became a, the teaching pastor at a multi-campus church here in town and was one of the, the preachers there. And one of my roles was supposed to be to uh, help create sort of a discipleship pathway and discipleship process for this church that had a lot of young and new Christians in it that needed some path to help them grow in their faith. And um, and so I was one of the teaching pastors as well as going to work on that project there. And one of the things that just became very apparent is in this context in which I was living uh, and experiencing and the people that we were working with who weren't used to going to church, that getting them to go to another class on a weeknight or on a Sunday afternoon or something else was very difficult. And so we might have 1,200 people on a weekend at church, but we might get 10 people in a class and only six of those might finish the class. And I just began thinking, where do people live? People, people spend their time online. They're on their phone. Uh, they're on their computer. They live online. And if we're supposed to go into all the world and make disciples of all the nations. Well, the world is online. So why don't we create some online resources as part of our discipleship process and discipleship pathway that would help guide people uh, in their faith and practice, help them 
learn the Bible and begin to put it into practice in their life. So that was that was where the idea originally uh, kind of came from for some online resources. Long story short, uh, the founding pastor of that church eventually resigned, led to a long pastor search, uh, which led to me actually transitioning out of uh, teaching and preaching at that church. Um, and so there I am, no longer at a church, but still having this desire to say, where do people live? They live online. Is there anything I can do to help people grow as disciples of Jesus online? And so I was actually sitting in an airport with my wife when I said, I really feel like the Lord is leading me to want to try to create some online resources to help people learn and live the Bible. And that was the genesis. That was the beginning of this whole thing of the Bible and Life podcast and the listener's commentary and my online courses and all of that. And my wife's first response, honest, and it's an honest first response, right? We don't have a job. I didn't have an income. The church didn't give me great severance, right? So we were kind of in a difficult financial spot. And uh, my wife's first response was, well, can we make a living doing that? And my response was, I don't know, but I feel like the Lord is leading us in that direction. I think we should try. And so uh, began the Bible in Life online Bible teaching ministry. And it started with a handful of online courses and this, this Bible and Life podcast, and that's where it began five and a half years ago. And my, my whole goal in this was to provide resources that would help people understand the Bible, but not just so they could know it, because the Bible is not meant to be lived. The whole goal was to provide resources that would help people um, learn the Bible and live the Bible. And that was really the heart behind this whole thing. And not only that, I wanted to provide perhaps some resources that people could use not only for themselves that might help them learn and live the Bible, but then they could turn around and use with others. So those online courses, yes, they could be useful for your own spiritual growth, your own knowledge of the Bible. But my thought was, but then you could take those very same resources. That's why there's some that are very, very boiled down and very simple. And uh, that's why I kind of call them like core training for Christians is you could take those same resources, like core resources, those core courses, and then you could disciple somebody else who's a young or a new believer. Not just that they've gone to church for only you know a few months. They may have gone to church for a decade, but they hardly know anything. And that's what we were finding at this last church I was preaching at is people had gone to church for a decade. They considered themselves a Christian for six, seven, eight years, 10 years. They had been active in the church. Maybe they had been involved in a small group, but they hardly had any understanding of the Bible. They hardly had any understanding of how they were supposed to grow in their faith and what would contribute to deeply being changed from the inside out. And so those, those courses were viewed as resources for you to use for yourself, yes, but then to take them and say, who in, who in my sphere of influence could I mentor and coach and disciple and teach and train. And they could watch the little video. You could watch the little video. You could get together over lunch or coffee or breakfast or something like that. And you could discuss what they were learning together as well as just talk about how they could put it into practice in their life and think all that through. That was the original heart behind all of this. And so the podcast was uh, a way to grow an audience. It was a way to uh, hopefully uh, spread this more wide, let more people know about what I was doing as well as to provide some teaching to help people learn it. The courses were aimed to be sort of like a training program to help people put down their roots deep into God's word and figure out how to, uh, to 
study it for themselves and live it out for themselves. And then when the pandemic hit and I wasn't doing nearly as much guest speaking and traveling and speaking, I was like, what I really want to get to is this commentary where I just take what I feel like is probably one of my better skill sets that I've used at the college for years and just teach straight through books of the Bible. In fact, I had a former student when I you know, released the Romans commentary on the listener's commentary say, that is that's that's the whole that's like the whole course that I paid like a thousand dollars for, and now it's available for free online. And my goal was just to to teach people through that, guide people through that intentionally. So it's not just a collection of sermons, it's not devotional thoughts, it's not just like a class. It's intentionally set up to be accessible and useful online. And the heart of all of this was to be set in the context of discipleship to Jesus, uh, so that. Uh, it's not just that we're learning uh, the Bible, it's that we're learning and living the Bible, that we're learning uh, and living it and then sharing it with others. Again, the listener's commentary is great for your own learning and your own growth in faith. But what if you sat down with somebody who is maybe, you know, they're growing in their faith and and you were like, hey, you want to read through Ephesians together? I've got this great little resource. And you share the listener's commentary with them. And so uh, you pick maybe a couple chapters for the week. They listen to the podcast to guide them through that. And then you get together over breakfast and you discuss what they what they learned and what struck them and what was confusing, what was helpful, what was hard, and how can they put it into practice in their life. And together, you both grow in your faith. The reality is, is um, young Christians, like who people who are young in the faith, they might be 60 years old, but they're young in the faith. They might be right, right? Whatever age they are, doesn't matter. They're young in the faith. Young believers need desperately relationships with more mature believers to help them grow, like somebody who's a little bit further down the path of discipleship and can help them grow in their faith. But at the same time, mature believers, people have been walking with Jesus for years, have been deeply transformed by his teaching and his spirit, right? And they really are living out their faith. Mature believers they actually need relationships with young believers who will ask them questions and challenge their thinking and energize their their study of the word as they pass that on and right like they both need each other and so wherever you're at on the path of discipleship uh, these resources that I'm creating can be useful to you for your own growth but hopefully also so that you can say well who's maybe not quite as far down the path as I am and how can I share that with others and that's the vision, that's the heart behind all these resources is they are aimed to aid you and the church in being disciples and making disciples. People who are listening to the teaching of Jesus and putting the teaching of Jesus into practice in your life and sharing those teachings with others and helping them learn how to put the teachings of Jesus into their life as well. And so that's the story. That's where this came from. That's the heart behind all of this. Now, that's where I came from. Um, and the reason that this is so central to me is because way back in those early years when I was in high school and I started reading the Bible and I had all those question marks and I had these initial highlights and I had these notes and I had things like ask the preacher and all this stuff. What I found is I was deeply and powerfully transformed by just regularly and consistently reading the Bible. Here's the amazing thing. 2024, this year, uh, will mark 40 years of me being baptized, 40 years of me starting those worksheets with the preacher's wife, 40 years 
of me reading the Bible regularly. And uh, I still read the Bible regularly. I still am nourished on the word regularly. Uh, my life has been deeply and powerfully transformed because of the scriptures. And I want that for you. I want that for people in your sphere of influence. I want that for anyone who says, I want to follow Jesus. I want to dig in and I want to learn this book and I want to put this book into practice and I want to help other people do the same. That's, that's my heart. That's my goal. And so uh, may it be so by the grace of God and the work of his spirit in my life and in your life, may we learn and live the Bible and share it with others as well. All right. Welcome to 2024. And I look forward to just continuing to uh, talk through the scriptures and think through uh, some of these passages. I'm, I'm uh, probably going to do some more Old Testament stuff this year. I'm working on that and um, the, the time that that'll take. I want to maybe even have some Old Testament scholars that I really respect on the podcast. And so working on some of that this year and we'll see where it all goes. So may God bless you this year as you walk with Jesus and as you seek him and hopefully as you share his wisdom with those in your sphere of influence, your kids, your friends, your co-workers, the people in your church, the people that you've led to faith in Jesus. May God bless you as you live, learn, and share the Bible with those that you can. God bless. I look forward to talking with you some more next week.